0: 24 minutes after 7 p.m., you tuned in to Metro FM talk here on the mighty Metro. We go straight into the world of business and joining us uh, for the first time uh, this year, joined on the line by Makwe Masilela, founder and chief investment officer at Makwe Fund Managers. Lochan Makwe, gunjai. Compliments. Compliments. Unge <laughs> nagasle? <laughs> Team from can compliment siya togoza, siya togoza, yeah, I can imagine, Remember. brother. What happens? What happens? You know, at the start of a new year, what does a asset manager have in the New Year's resolution box?
1: <laughs> huh? You work out the performance last year. You compare that to your portfolio. Mm. You know, beat and alpha, beat alpha from last year, from beat the benchmark,
0: and increase and assets support.
1: under management. Yo. You know, and the most important thing, you try to justify. Why
0: you didn't do well, you know? Hey, Mark, we're talking about asset managers. Interesting story here coming out of Genstar, uh, or I guess uh, one of Genstar's uh, entities they have invested in here, uh, who have bought fund administrators. And maybe for the purposes of some of us who don't understand uh, what Maitland does, um, and the other entity here that's been bought, and what role, of course, they would play um, for yourselves as people who are asset managers. Um, talk to us about, I guess, what all of this means and um, the potential offshoring opportunities for asset managers across the world.
1: You know, this value really chain, it's like we as asset managers, we either go to pension funds, the trustees, we ask them to give for their their funds to manage, or they refer you to their investment consultants. So when you go there, you have to, number one, have a strategy that this is what I'll be doing with your money. Then you tick the box. But the most important thing is the administration part of it. Mm-hmm. Because as a pension fund, they've got lots of members, they've got lots of assets, stuff like that. So, the likes of Maitland, they help you to allocate accordingly. To make sure that if you went out there and you bought 100,000 personal shares, that gets to be allocated accordingly to a particular tra- uh, pension fund. Because now, they have different funds, they have different processes, different mandates that they give to different asset managers. So the likes of Midland, they are specialists when it comes to the administration part of things. While the other leg where we are involved is like making the investment decision, that this is what we need to buy and sell, then instruct the trader to do that or not be a patent. That part, mm. the administration part, is very, very critical because if things are not allocated, accordingly or appropriately then you've messed up the whole fact so now Maitland land they've been dominating the market back come here so if you've got to land on your side and you can make a presentation that no on the administration part of things mm. already got an agreement with the likes of Maitland, then you are covered because they cover most of the industry so now these international guys they made their right to move by saying listen if we acquire Maitland, then we'll have a set presence in South Africa. We don't have to justify who we are, because already Maitland has got a very good portfolio when it comes to clientele. Mm. And,
0: and, and I guess the, the other element is, um, you know, one of the things these guys are talking about is that a lot of people will say they want to offshore their operations in the world of professional services to India. Um, and they are saying, well, South Africa has a massive... You know, investment and business case, insofar as offshoring is concerned, the right skill, right time zone, um, you know, and of course, I guess the language uh, complementarity as well. Um, You know, I mean, do do you see the same? Do you see a lot more of these, even global players, starting to offshore certain parts of, you know, the ecosystem of activities in the asset management space to places like South Africa?
1: Definitely. And we tend to undermine that. You know, I think nine, ten years back, I met Michael Bloomberg.
0: You know, he tells hmm. something
1: that if you are a country and you've got the right time zone, and more importantly, you speak English, then you've got the right to succeed. Hmm. 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 Language is very, very critical, and hence we've seen even other than the likes of uh, people coming back. home when it comes to call centers, remember we used to attract a lot of companies to open call yes. centers only. Yes and we'll continue to compete with the likes of India. And more importantly, you guys have changed the Regulation 28. We can take more assets offshore. So if you've got an administrator who doesn't only have presence in Africa, but also international, then it pulls well for the business going forward. Mm, mm.
0: Let's shift away from that one, Mark, where just for a second, and uh, take a look now at, uh, I guess, some of the big stories coming out of the world of aviation. And I want us to start with I, I don't know how you pronounce this. IATA or I-A-T-A or IATA. Um, so, I mean, whichever one works. Uh, but um, they've come out, given us some data, uh, we're about three quarters of the way or just above three quarters of the way um, to uh, you know passenger uh, volumes that were seen just before the COVID pandemic came online. And uh, I guess that number is set to rise as well with some of the uh, relaxation of the restrictions in a place like China. Uh, what do you make of some of those numbers that have come out and I guess uh, the impact that this might have on aviation players across the world, including the likes of, you know, SAA, Kenya Airways um, and many other airlines here on the continent?
1: Yeah, but leave SAA out of the equation. Why? But <laughs> Why? <laughs> they're still waiting for their bailout by the 3.5 billion, but they still have to receive I'm still
0: waiting now to find out what's going to happen to Mango.
1: But let's leave let's <laughs> that one. Let's leave that But is it? In there's one, industry, aviation, and I think also casinos, they were hardly affect, badly affected when it comes to COVID-19. So if we see some relaxation, we see the fading of COVID-19, then we see them picking up. It gives you a sense of hope, especially when it comes to the general economy. Because remember, traveling, we used to have business travel. The people are just going on vacation. So... When we see them that at least at 75%, that tells you that at least the global economy is starting to work again, and because now that being the case also tells you that when it comes to jet fuel stuff like that, there will be some nice demand. So it's something that needs to be celebrated going forward. That at least there is some serious recovery, and truth be told. To be at 75% of where you used to be is not bad. And if I'm not mistaken, those numbers are not yet including this current reopening when it comes ca- comes to China because it just happened over the weekend. But now China, remember with Hong Kong, I mean China and Hong Kong are not just They've been closed off for almost three years. They just reopened through international world. But those numbers exclude the latest developments when it comes to China reopening. Mm. So I guess it's a good thing going forward. The problem is, will it be sustained? I'm not too sure, because efforts are very expensive now lately. We see what is happening, in About here. I want to get a ticket to Cape Town, and a ticket can easily you know, uh, cost you around 4000 or so. So affordability might become an issue. Going forward as much as people want to travel, but affordability will continue to be an issue. And I think business travel as well, I don't think even if economies open up 10%, we'll continue to do that. Remember, people used to go overseas just to attend a meeting or a conference. Gone are those days.
0: Mm. But I mean, how how much of it is, is... I don't know how to put it. in a mar- Especially in a market like ours. How, how much of it is really, really like on the back of you know, um, realistic price setting, or how much of it is really price gouging? I mean, if 40% of your entire, uh, you know, uh, uh, seats on planes are ejected with the exit of Mango, exit of, uh, you know, uh, SA Express, exit of Com Air's business, um, how much, I mean, of this price pressure on consumers is really, you know, because of, I guess, reasonable cost pressures for the industry?
1: I think gradually we are starting to feel it become here because, like the question of demand and supply, there's been a lot of demand. But as you're saying, most airlines are out of business, so the supply was not that good. But also, it opens up another avenue where you you have the new entrants like Lyft managing to increase their fleet. I think they started with two, now they're sitting with six, and probably some international or regional airlines will also see an opportunity back home here and try to fill that gap of the market. But as it stands now, it's just going to boil down to a question of demand and supply. And maybe if it gets to a point where the demand is no longer that high, then probably the prices might start going down. But as it is, people have been desperate, people have been wanting to travel, so demand has just been so high. But yeah, not forgetting that at some point it's because people were Just to lock in. So when things opened up, then they arrived into it. So, but in mathematically things tend to revert back to the mean. Hi, man. Hi, Mark. uh, (laughs) Reversion
0: to the mean. (laughs) 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 You are on the money now. You're going to beat the benchmarks. This 2023 is yours, Chief.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and then of course, in in this environment, uh, with the world reverting to a mean, it seems global supply chains still confronted with some challenges. Kenya Airways can't even get parts for some of their Embraer and the Boeing uh,
1: fleet. Um, I mean, w- w- what is this? I I think we should appreciate our jobs, you know, we learn every day. I mean, I was not even aware could Russia play such a very important role when it comes to aviation. Yep. I mean, they titanium. supply, what is it, titanium. Titanium, yeah. And apparently it's very critical when it comes to the maintenance.
0: Do you know why what? they use titanium, Mark? Hmm?
1: Do
0: you know why they use, like, uh, titanium? Uh, no. Apparently it's one of, like, the strongest, but one of the lightest. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, it's a, it's a metal that doesn't corrode, very, very strong. Um, okay. But very, very light. Like he in terms of weight, yeah. So that's why they end up using it like for different co- parts and
1: components of uh, planes. And Russia beca- happens to be a very similar player when it comes to that. Sure. And because of this whole issue between Russia and Ukraine, unfortunately, then the supply is not there and it's affecting the likes of Kenya Airways. But now they must not come with excuses. Remember, they've been struggling, they even defaulted on their mm. debt. And we know that almost 48% or so owned by the government. And they've also been suspended to trade on the Nairobi Stock Exchange. So, the case of COVID. But, yeah, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, I think we're also learning, I mean, in this process, Mark, how much of this global economy actually rests on mm-hmm. what happens out in Eastern Europe. Um, I think a lot of us didn't know how much mm-hmm. of an uh, impact in fertilizers, in grains, mm. in certain minerals... You know, least of all, oil and gas, you know, how big a role that that part of the world plays. Um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I guess this is the moment, uh, if anything, goes in that direction where if this war continues, we're going to find much of what we saw in 2022 affecting many of our economies as well. Maybe then the last one, Makwe, I want us to take a look at here, Tata. Uh, Yeah, all of us know Tata here in South Africa, least of all, you know, as the vehicles, guys, they also make the trucks. Uh, but this is a diversified, over-150-year conglomerate uh, that operates in many places. And uh, one of those things that might be added to that is the assembly of iPhones.
1: You know, as much as the margins apparently are very thin, But I think for them, as part it's more a question of being a player when it comes to electronics and selling electronics. Mm. That they will develop that kind of market and their skills. And definitely they can grow from that end. And as we have seen, that this uh, is the one car- uh, company which is selling to them electronic, that they've did the same deal. I think it was 2020 that they sold to one of their competitors in China. But for the likes of Tata, it's more a question of expanding the industry. And look also, they want to operate almost 100 Apple stores as well. And anyway, they've been part of the value chain because they've been supplying some of the components of iPhone. And yeah, remember, these are the guys who also own Jaguar and Range Rover. So don't just manage, mention the trucks.
0: And and you know I mean I guess in in the space of electronics um, I mean I was also saying they make tea uh, they bought Tetley tea many many years ago but um, just in so far as this electronics play is concerned um, I mean do you think these guys are trying Markware, to also benefit from vertical integration and some of the benefits or even like margin you know sharing that might come with that because they already make some components for the iPhone um, and to now effectively assemble the entire. Thing, you know, bringing all these different components uh, might also present some more opportunities for margins in other parts of the electronics
1: business. They do. You know, that part of the market is very important. Maybe just to take it a little bit back. Mm. You know, Vietnam, the reason US is trying to defend Vietnam, water, not Vietnam, Taiwan, from China, stuff like that, is because they the biggest market when it comes to semiconductors. And we know the importance of semiconductors. And now, Secondly, we know that there's this issue between China and the U.S. when it comes to global trade. Sometimes things case, okay, sometimes it's just a volatile relationship. So the likes of Apple and other companies are trying to move away from relying on China when it comes to supply. So if other countries they see an opportunity that you know what, whenever that gets to be moved away from the likes of China, why can't we capture it ourselves? I think that's a wise business move. And now at the very same time, the likes of India are offering some incentives for those kind of companies in that sector. So why not capitalize on that? All I'm saying is mm. even the governments of those particular economies supporting those kind of initiatives so why not capitalize on it and i think it's a question of what we've seen with our motor industry become here, where it got the necessary support here we are we're able to export to other countries hmm.
0: Mark, we'll have to leave it here for tonight wish you all the best brood for this year as always pleasure catching up with you thank you very much for your time
1: pleasure